you know, I've been at, at companies where people talk about like SEO content, you know, like we're after write SEO content. And it's like, no, like you have to write, you know, you're producing content and SEO is one consideration um, and it's one input. Um, you know, what people are searching for is, is an input, um, but it's not, uh, you know, you, you can't let the tail wag the dog when it comes to SEO. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Hasiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Dan Levy, a strategic storyteller based in Montreal. He currently serves as Director of Con and Corporate Messaging at ADA, the leader in automated brand interaction. Before that, Dan built and led editorial teams at a variety of SaaS companies, including Zendesk, Smooch, and Unbounce. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So as we do with every guest here at the SaaS SEO show, uh, I would like to hear, and I guess our audience as well, would like to hear some things about uh, you, uh, your background, and uh, what has brought you to, to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. So um, background in journalism. I did a master's degree in journalism in, in Boston and worked uh, briefly as a as a reporter covering everything from from Congress to presidential elections to um, I was I was you know in in DC when the 2008 financial crisis hit um, so doing kind of hard daily news reporting uh, thought I might pursue that path um, but you know that wasn't the, the the best time to get into print journalism uh, you know the newspapers were kind of in the throes of collapse and the new digital ecosystem that we all know today hadn't really sprouted yet. Uh, and so through a series of, of kind of serendipitous encounters, ended up working at a, a WPP agency that specialized in branded publications for luxury brands like Mercedes and Fairmont Hotels and a variety of airlines. Um, and me being kind of the, I guess, token millennial at the time, uh, they you know, they were they were in the midst of, of transforming themselves from a, a real print-first kind of legacy agency um, to uh, a digital content marketing agency, right? You know, when that term was still was, was just just um, being created, 
And they kind of looked at me, um, you know, to me to help them do that uh, quite unbelievably. And so I, I helped them uh, launch their first um, blog, uh, their first newsletter. Uh, eventually, we had a podcast um, and and kind of created this this sort of sub brand um, that uh, became what we called a, a multi platform digital magazine, kind of covering this this emerging world of content media and marketing and so it was kind of meta it was like a con- a branded publication for a branded you know content agency all about content marketing um and so you know kind of by covering the space and by by practicing um you know quickly became uh you know uh, i guess an expert in 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 content strategy not not long after journalism school Okay, what is it about journalists? Because uh, we we hear a lot about journalists running content teams. We we are working with such companies, and we happen to hear a lot about uh, journalists running content teams um, at SaaS companies. And I, I'm you know I'm curious, like what is it about? What do you think? What would you say are the the skills? Obviously, you know the uh, the the ability to tell stories and things like that. But is it anything else that I'm missing uh, that journalists have and uh, that they are preferred? Let's say. Uh... Yeah, I think it's, it's. I think it's a couple of things. One is is frankly just a market opportunity, right? Like 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 I said, you know, journalists who kind of like me who began you know our careers kind of at the end of, of journalism or of traditional journalism um, and at the beginning of this new kind of exciting, you know, content marketing world. Um, but I think beyond this, the, the storytelling expertise that you, that you talked about, one of the things that, that attracted me to journalism in the first place is that like, just really interested in a lot of different things, right? Um, this interdisciplinary um, kind of thinker, um, even when I was in Washington, you know, I was covering politics, I was also writing about culture and, and hockey and business. Uh, and so I think that kind of, um, you know, polymath sensibility lends itself well to, to content um, and marketing because, you know, I, I've been able to work for a variety of different companies and different industries and quickly kind of immerse myself um, in that world um, and learn the business and, um, you know, been able to kind of contribute, you know, without being necessarily an expert uh, in, in anything. It's, it's sort of your, you know, your jack of all trades um, expert in none, but I would guess say expert in one, which is, which is, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. And I guess fast forward a few years. Uh, nowadays, you you run a content co- corporate messaging at Ada. Uh, for people who who don't know, you know, have never heard of Ada before, can you please share a couple of things about the company um, and who is the typical customer of Ada? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, it's Ada. Um, it's named after Ada Ada Lovelace, who was who was okay. the, the first per- computer programmer. Uh, kind of a. a heritage we're really proud of. Um, Ada is a, a Canadian technology company that helps brands automate their most valuable interactions with the people they care about, uh, particularly their, their customers. Uh, and so, you know, at, at Ada, we really believe that in the, the not too distant future, every company is going to be an AI company in the same way that these days, every company uh, is in some ways a, a, a web company or a, or a digital company. Um, and we believe that automation transformation, if you will, um, will come primarily from the CX organization, the custo- from customer experience leaders, uh, because there's a real opportunity there off the bat to, to automate a lot of those interactions 
which are which which happen you know hundreds thousands of times a day, um, and that don't need to eat up the time of your most val- precious resources, which are your people, right? Um, so you know we're helping uh, companies automate those those interactions. Uh, you know, first of all, sort of basic interactions and increasingly more and more complex interactions, um, you know, to help the businesses save costs and drive revenue, um, and also to help the people who work for those businesses, um, you know, work on more important kind of higher level things. And we've actually seen, and, you know, we could talk about this a little bit more, but we've actually seen, um, you know, Automation and data, in particular, really not only have an impact on 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 the brands, but on these people's careers and and, and career paths. Because you know, automation is just opening up these new these new opportunities to um, to have impact within a business. Okay, okay, um, that makes sense. And I would like to to get started uh, and start with a very basic uh, but very important uh, question: What is your definition of strategy? And uh, according to you, based on your experiences uh, working with all these uh, great SaaS companies, what separates a successful con strategy from an unsuccessful one? I, I guess it's maybe the journalist in me, but I I start with you know the classic five W's and an H, right? Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Um, you know, starting really with why. Why are you creating content? What's the purpose? Um, you know, how does it connect back to your 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 company strategy and, and your product strategy? So really understanding that, dissecting it and, and documenting it. Um, from there, you know, what what are you talking about? What are the topics? What's the scope um, of your 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 kind of content brand, if you will? Um, of course, who are you writing for? Uh, where you know what channels it's going to live on, you know when you're going to roll it out. So you're, you know getting into the tactical level of of, of editorial calendars and stuff like that. But um, it's really you know I think like I said, wrestling with those issues, um, documenting them uh, so that there's a clear roadmap for everybody in your business to go and, and you know create stories and, and create content on, on behalf of your brand. Do you think that? This why that you mentioned, and I like this this breakdown, by the way. But do you think that this why that you mentioned should somehow start from the from the top of the company? Um, like, should uh, as like is, is uh, as an element of a successful con strategy um, the buy-in from um, you know the executive team or the CEO, whatever? Um, do you think that this is the case? And on top of that, I, I, one more question I, I would like to, to hear your thoughts on. Do you think that the executive team or the CEO or you know, whoever um, should have an active role uh, in constantly trying to, to answer that why? Yes and no. So like I said, I, I think your content strategy, especially that why component, needs to tie back you know, really closely to your overall corporate strategy um, and your and your product strategy. If you're if we're talking in the context of a SaaS business, um, so I think you know to some extent, as long as you know, as a content strategist and a content team, you've really become an expert. And I and I like to say that content producers and content strategists need to become experts in the business um, and in the industry. Um, as long as you've done that, then you know I don't think the C-suite team needs to have you know eyes on you know your 
your strategy or yourself or like, you know, get in, the, get into the documents. Right. Um, but, uh, but I do think it needs to ladder up really closely. Um, th- there are elements of a content strategy, depending on what your content strategy is, where I do think you need more, more buy-in, more involvement from like the C-suite. Uh, and that's when, um, you know, there's an expectation that the content strategy is something that's owned and delivered upon across the organization, right? Um, so a good example of this is is Intercom, right? Um, if you look at their blog, their content, um, it's produced almost entirely by subject matter experts within their organization. Um, and and I've spoken to folks at Intercom, so I know that you know I know that this is the case. I know that, that, that that's only possible because they have that buy-in from from the highest level. Um, that know like part of your job is to be thought leaders, and you know, on, on the part of the organization, and that might mean carving out time, like in your sprint as a developer, to write a blog post. Right? That needs to be captured in the sprint. That can't just be an extracurricular activity. Um, and so, I think in order to really successfully execute on that type of content strategy, um, which is something you know that we are trying to do uh, at Ada, because we think that our one of our differentiators is our, our people um, and really our, our deep expertise in AI um, and in you know automated brand interaction, as we call it. Um, in order for that to be successful, you need buy-in from, from the CEO on down. I like that. I think that um, on a very practical level, it, it, it may be a bit difficult. Like, how can you convince someone that uh, this is something that, like, there is the expectation that you uh, will do that as well as part of, you know, everything else that you do uh, on a daily basis. And I like the example uh, that you shared. I just, so just to correct you there, I don't, I don't think you're convincing the employee um, because I think if the opportunity is there, the, the people will put their hands up. It won't be everybody, but people who are interested will put their hands up. They sometimes need to convince their managers right to to allow time for it and to create space for it and that's that's where the buy-in is so important yeah yeah okay yeah it makes it makes sense and and i like that i like that example uh i think that intercom is if anything is a great example of you know uh con strategy and good execution as well um i would like to discuss um something that you already touched on a bit uh, and uh, mentioned, which is connected to ADA as well, uh, which is corporate messaging and positioning. And mm-hmm. as I asked about uh, ConStrategy, uh, I would like to, to know, based on your experience, uh, what are the elements of a successful corporate messaging and positioning strategy? Yeah, so I've been in content roles um, where, you know, I didn't own or my team didn't own corporate messaging and positioning. Um, and I think that what I experienced in those situations was a gap. Um, and that's no shade to, you know, product marketers who often kind of own that within an organization. Um, work with some amazing product marketers, uh, including at Ada, uh, working with one of the best product marketing teams I've ever worked with at Ada. Um, and, you know, messaging and positioning is a true, true partnership with, with that team and, and other teams and stakeholders within the organization. Um, but you know, content creators, uh, because maybe many of us are journalists, um, or maybe came from the agency world or, or whatever path we took, um, we ended up here um, because our expertise is in storytelling, right? And and to me, great messaging and positioning is is at, is storytelling at its heart, um, and so that's why I think it's really important for content 
strategists and content producers to have a seat at that table um, and to be involved in, in, you know, not just telling the stories that stem from that messaging positioning, but helping to craft it, um, helping to, you know, to actually wordsmith it because this is where the actual words you're using are, are they're not just window dressing, they're actually crucial, right? Um, to creating a, a different, created a differentiated position um, and, and messaging strategy. Um, and so, yeah, much like with, you know, the content strategy, like I, I believe, that needs to just be really well documented. Um, you know, there's lots of different templates and frameworks that, that you could use. Um, but at the basic level, you know, it comes down again to like just articulating, articulating who, who the brand is, you know, what they believe. So what is like that unique point of view? Um, and you know who you know who they're writing you know who they're talking to. So all, all those again the, the five W's and, and the H um, in, in, at a more sort of one level up. Um, you know you're answering the same sorts of questions, and you're just kind of articulating that in a really you know succinct way um, that's you know original um, and clear. Uh, and it really speaks to the, the the problems that your that your brand and your and your product is solving. So it's it's sort of like a, a microcosm of your of your content strategy um, that that um, is something that everybody in the company should should sort of understand and internalize, and that could use to go and you know either sell you know sell the product right that they could they could literally take it and you know, copy and paste it word for word, um, or tweak it and use it in, in cold outreach emails. If you're, you know, if you're a BDR, um, you know, you could use it and stick it into an email. If you're an email marketer, um, uh, you know, put into decks and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's really, you know, making sure that the way you talk about your company and, and what you do and why you exist is, is consistent, um, and clear and, you know, and differentiated. You mentioned the word consistent, which brings me to the to a follow up question that I have uh, I have about uh, corporate messaging and positioning, which is how, especially when a brand grows, and um, when we are not talking about a brand like or a company like Intercom, um, where you have people from inside the the company who write the con, um, I would like to know based on your experience, uh, of course, um, and in your opinion, how do you like remain consistent remain uh, regarding your brand voice um, when you have to work, for example, with and outsource some of the concreation um, to agencies? And how do you remain consistent both internally and externally uh, when you scale, when you scale things up, for example, and you want to produce not five pieces of content per month, but 20, uh, 30, and so on. Consistency is something I, yeah, I talk about, I think about a lot um, because not only is it a key part of my role, but it's actually a key, key part of what, of the value of ADA, right? Um, by, by, you know, automating your interactions um, and, you know, you are going to be able to be way more consistent, right? Than if you relied on, you know, just sort of individual human interactions and, and, and touch points to, to sort of speak on behalf of your brand or, or to, to serve your customers. So consistency is, is really core um, to, to what we do at Ada. Um, in my role, uh, it's kind of a boring answer, but it's 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 more it's more important than ever. Like especially you know in a in a world where so many companies are either distributed globally or you know digital first, remote first, um, as Ada is, uh, and that's just like really clear documentation first. Right, so making sure that all this stuff that we've talked about, you know, your messaging and your positioning, your content strategy, 
all that stuff is is documented, you know, somewhere clearly, um, clearly and succinctly, uh, where everybody could everybody could find it. Um, but then the second part of that, which is the tougher part, is socializing that um, and enabling teams to go out there and use that messaging and positioning. Um, we think about that a lot. Uh, you know, we're always trying to get better at that. Um, we definitely start from day one in an employee's journey. Um, so, you know, as part of our onboarding process at ADA, um, you know, our, our messaging guide, our, our style guide, um, all that stuff is is sort of socialized as part of that process. Um, uh, you know, as training modules, uh, or part of training modules as, as during employee onboarding. Uh, and then, you know, uh, sales enablement, of course. Whenever we roll out something new, um, you know, we, sales enablement is is built into that process. So, you know, uh, when we're when we're putting together a project plan or a brief um, for, let's say, a new content asset or, or a new campaign, um, we make sure that that sales enablement is 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 an important line item there, um, and that everything that we create and put out there. You know, gets in, not only gets in front of our sales team, but that we have a mechanism for them to, you know, be trained on it and to ask us questions and, and also to, to give input because often, you know, they're the they're the on, they're on the front lines of, of talking to our customers and potential customers. So it's yeah, it's you know, documentation in a way it's is easy, um, but something that a lot of companies just don't do well. <laughs> um, the hard part uh, to do well is the the socialization and, and the enablement, and that's just a that's just something that you have to constantly work at. Yeah, even I mean, even for the documentation side, I, I had a discussion with a friend of mine the other day. Uh, he's very pretty successful. Uh, he has an exit. He's in the SaaS industry. He's uh, a mentor in so many different companies. And he told me, uh, I was, you know, we, we were just chatting about and exchanging ideas on uh, what con pieces we should publish after on our blog. And I asked him and he told me, you know what, you should uh, write a piece of content and give a template on con strategy. I'm telling you that people uh, yeah. ra- like don't really know what goes in a Google Slides. And I, I don't think that there is a right answer, but most mm-hmm. people, I guess, would like to, to know and learn what go- goes into such a document, a Google Slides presentation or whatever, PDF, whatever. Um, so I guess that these things have practical value as well, because for about all these things that we have discussed so far, people would love to know, like, okay, but what goes into into that? You know, uh, I would like to to have such a document, let's say, so that I can share with my team and uh, vendors and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to discuss something uh, something else. Swift gears a bit uh, on Ada's website. Uh, you mentioned and have a dedicated page for the term brand interactions, which is something that I have never heard of, uh, to be honest. And I would like to know, is that part of your strategy? And if yes, um, what do you want to achieve by, let's say, quote unquote, inventing and evangelizing uh, such a term? Yes. Uh, so, you know, everybody's talking about customer experience uh, these days and, and CX and, you know, we do as well because it's you know, CX leaders that we're, that we're ultimately, you know, marketing to. And like I said, you know, we think the CX organization is, is, is going to be where this automation transformation begins. Um, but an experience is, is like is really made up of individual interactions, right? And we think, you know, interactions are that kind of the atomic unit of the customer experience. Um, 
because every interaction somebody has with your brand is an opportunity to either, you know, drive loyalty or growth or, you know, make a sale, um, you know, make somebody's day and answer somebody's question. Um, or it's an opportunity for all that to break down and for someone to walk away really frustrated. Um, we've all had that experience, right, of, of like being on live chat or something with our with our bank um, and you know it's taking forever you're in a queue there's 14 people ahead of you in the queue and then three people and then all of a sudden there's seven people ahead of you in the queue somehow people jump the queue I guess um, digitally uh, and then you know you have to go and the window closes and then you have to start over again right so we, we've all come away like really frustrated by these interactions um, and and I guess we believe that 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 has a, a real harmful impact on your brand um, and so you know that's why uh, you know, at Ada, we've built what we call um, a, a brand interaction platform um, that helps you, you know, manage and 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 scale those interactions um, through automation. Um, uh, so that again, you know, those those, inter those, ex those individual interactions could be consistent, um, could you know lead to uh, you know some sort of resolution uh, in the moment, but also you know those individual interactions can make up, you know, this, you know, a really great customer experience. So, so, so yeah, um, brand interactions is sort of, you know, how we think about the world. Um, and, you know, we think it's, you know, something really important for every customer experience professional to think about, right? Like CX is a really grand term, right? We all want to create a great customer experience, but how do you do that? Um, by really great individual interactions with your brand. So the it's the uh, let's say the sum the accumulation of all these brand interactions that make uh, a consistent and cohesive let's say brand experience and um, you're That's just exactly it. you're just trying to use this uh, phrase let's say um, as this term as a vehicle for uh, expressing and um, explaining uh, what what you do and what you believe in. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a way I think for people, um, CX professionals, to, to 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 articulate the the just fundamental role um, of a customer experience and and of you know and of a CX leader within an organization, right? Connecting it to the brand, right? We some people might think the brand is something fluffy or you know something for marketing agencies or CMOs to think about, um, but you know we really think. You know, even your customer support professionals, even the chatbot on your website, you know, um, is an ambassador for your brand. Um, and ultimately, you know, that's something that everybody within the organization should be thinking about because, um, you know, ultimately, you know, you're not going to have a business if, if, if you don't have a strong brand. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I would like to take you back a bit and discuss something you mentioned in one of your tweets uh, from 2021 about uh, HubSpot's acquisition of the hustle. Um, and you, right. you said, and I quote, that newsletters are the new podcasts. I would like to, um, to know, uh, you know what, what you meant by that and uh, to hear a general comment on like, your thoughts on SaaS companies acquiring, maintaining, and growing uh, media outlets. Do you think that you know, this is kind of the future uh, for SaaS companies that obviously can do that? I think there was maybe a little bit of snark in, the, in that tweet, as you know, as you do on Twitter, um, because I think that there is a trend of SaaS companies kind of looking at the latest trends in, in the greater media world. Um, and sometimes, you know, not always kind of um, 
sometimes a little bit late, right? Late to the late to the party there. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm that I'm proud of um, in my career uh, is, you know, like I said, in my very first role out of, out of graduate school, um, you know, back in 2008, 2009, uh, you know, launching a newsletter, launching a podcast, experimenting with these new mediums, which which I think is really important as as a content marketer, as a marketer in general, right? Um, reach people where they are, right? So. That's a sort of a fundamental tenet of, of marketing and of and of CX. Um, and so, if you, if you're not kind of embracing and experimenting with these new with these new channels, then you're missing an opportunity to interact. You know, to bring it back to interactions. Um, and so, so yes, I, I do think that um, you know podcasts. You know, in the same way that you know, it seemed like every SaaS brand was launching a podcast a few years ago. Um, you know, the, the acquisition of the hustle by HubSpot made people kind of turn and notice the, the power of newsletters. Um, but like, I think, I think marketers know, knew, knew the power of email, right? Um, like email, I think is, 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 is just such a powerful channel for, um, almost any, any business. Um, and I think that's the, that's sort of the art of it is, is is um, you know linking these these greater trends in in the media world um, to business value, um, and you know a newsletter is a great example of that because it's a great editorial medium. I think um, you know some one of the one of the you know I think best things you know I ever created for a company was this really you know editorial newsletter that that really covered the industry and and built relationships with our, with our customers and, and, and prospective customers um so you could really do that in a way that's that's kind of smart that's engaging that's entertaining um but you know there's there's a real business value in getting into people's email um, inboxes as well and and that's you know kind of a, it's a sort of a perfect example of like content meets marketing right um you know it's a great editorial channel it's a great engagement channel um but it's also a great marketing channel so i think SaaS you know, companies and, and content producers definitely should follow these these sort of trends in in media, um, and think about how you know they could leverage those those new channels to serve their own businesses. I agree with you, and I see this in general as a, I don't know I I wouldn't call it a trend or anything like that, but I see them some some cases of companies. Uh, HubSpot uh, HubSpot's acquisition of the hustle is just one. I, I remember that Mailchimp um, a few years ago, bef- way before it has been acquired by Intuit, uh, it launched a magazine or in- it tried to integrate a magazine into uh, Mailchimp. Uh, I guess with the goal of like doing content more as a as a publication and not so much as a as a SaaS company. Or mm-hmm. uh, most recently, uh, SEM Rush. Uh, Acquisition of Backlinko, uh, which is a blog, you know, for for SEO and things like that. So, right. I don't know. I think that obviously, not all SaaS companies can do that, um, but there must be some some value in uh, trying to do content uh, as as a uh, as a publication. Uh, let's say. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it it also ties back as, to you know our conversation about brand, right? Um, you know, content does has many purposes and you know could serve many goals within it within an organization um you know but i but i think it's it, it is ultimately inextricably linked with with brand um because you know brand people want to more and more people want to engage with and buy from brands that they trust um that they you know they trust a sort of of, of like experts in in their field um right even if they're 
you know, a, Harry's Razors, right? They, they had an online magazine that was all about sort of like, you know, kind of men's lifestyle and stuff, right? So, you know, um, I, so I think that, uh, you know, content is, is just a really great way of, of building trust and also just demonstrating your expertise in a space, right? Because people want to buy from brands that they trust and they trust that they know what they're talking about. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, content is just is just a great a great opportunity not to not just sell the product or the service, uh, but to demonstrate you know their expertise and, and and build credibility. And so you know, I think I think content and brand are are sort of two sides of the same coin. Um, and you know, there I think I think that there's been a maybe a shift back to that sort of thinking. I think I think over the last ten years with the growth of SEO and you know growth hacking and kind of these tactical elements of, of, of marketing and, and just better data right there's there's been a real um, in some cases an, an over um, uh, what's the term um, sort of overcorrected right for like the sins of like the early ad world which was sort of all kind of just pure creative and and and, and not data driven um but um but the brand aspect of of content and marketing is is still so important um even if you can't measure everything as well although of course there are ways to measure brand and brand awareness um there's a real halo effect to having a great brand and to having content that's just really valued and engaged with on its own terms. Um, and I think HubSpot really understands that, you know, yeah. and, they, and, I, and I think the acquisition of the hustle was, was just that. I mean, um, you know, they, they're experts in inbound marketing, they're, they're experts in business and technology, um, and the hustle is just, you know, a great trusted source, um, you know, for that sort of, uh, that sort of information that, you know, it's a millions, I don't know, um, hundreds of thousands of millions of people trust. Um, why wouldn't you want to attach your brand to that? Last time I checked, I think I think it was two million or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And 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 like you know, if I'm if I'm gonna reverse engineer their thinking, I'm sure they were like, okay, we need to inquire the hustle. Why? Because it's the hustle, you know, and we want HubSpot to be attached to it. And then they were like, oh, okay, once we have people's email addresses, there's so many opportunities, right, to to market and remarket and and to you know market HubSpot resources and and all that stuff. But you know, I'm, I'm convinced that it started with somebody being like, I really love the hustle, you know. Uh, you know, I want I want this to be part of HubSpot, and you know, like that's we'll, we'll, think, we'll we'll build the business case afterwards, right? It just yeah. be intuitive sense. Yeah, that's true because the audience is too big and too engaged. I assume um, you you mentioned SEO, and I'm I'm really curious uh, to learn. Does uh, a person like you with uh, journalism background in journalism do you care at all about uh, SEO uh, when it comes to content creation, or is it something that you don't you know you're not really interested in? So, so I think, um, so SEO, like, you know, search engine optimization, um, I think I'm less interested in writing for search or creating content for search engines than I am in creating content for search audiences. Um, I think that's the key distinction there, right? Um, you're ultimately writing for, for people, um, and what better sort of signal of what people care about than like what they're actually going out there and searching for. Um, and so I think as a content creator, whether you're a content marketer or a journalist, frankly, you'd be, you'd be, you know, really, really silly not to, um, care about and, you know, uh, research, um, what, what people are searching for. Um, but, but what they're searching for, like, I think of it as sort of a clue, 
right? It, it, it's sort of a, a breadcrumb. Um, and um, there's a lot of creativity that comes after that um, in, in thinking about, first of all, what are they actually looking for, right? Um, what is that term? What, what is the intent, right, behind what they're searching for? Um, and then how can we match that intent uh, with content that, you know, serves our brand and serves our strategy um, and kind of, you know, gets our, our unique take on that particular subject out there. Um, and so I, I look at SEO, like, you know, I've been at, at companies where people talk about like SEO content, you know, like we're after write SEO content and it's like, no, like you have to write, you know, you're producing content and SEO is one consideration. Um, and it's one input, um, you know, what people are searching for is, is an input. Um, but it's not, uh, you know, you, you can't let the tail wag the dog when it comes to SEO. Um, and I think as long as you have that mindset and you think of SEO as an important input, but not, but not the be all end all, then, um, you know, it need it, it needs to be part of your strategy, but it can't drive your strategy. I agree with you. And I liked what you said about creating content for a search audience. This is how we try to, let's say, promote it to our clients, to our prospects, to our audience. Even the truth is though, it's easier to say, even though I don't quite agree with the term, it's easier to say SEO con because Either we like it or not, most people, you know, they understand when you say SEO con, okay, this is what we're doing. It's a target yeah. keyword. Uh, we're going to optimize for it and so on and so forth. Um, but I agree. I really agree with what you just said. Uh, it should be the, the right term, at least as, as I understand the term. And I'm not a native speaker, so uh, I may be wrong, but it should be content for a search audience and not uh, SEO content. Completely agree. So we are running out of time and I have one last question for you. Um, in your career, you've led editorial teams in some of the most popular SaaS companies like Zendesk and Unbounce. And I would like to know um, what are some of the key learnings uh, that you uh, took from, from these experiences? There are so many. <laughs> um, I think you know, I think I've, I've touched on a few of them already. So maybe like it's a good you know, opportunity to recap. Um, you know, I think number one, content is inextricably linked to brand. Um, and that also links to our SEO conversation. Um, you know, it's important to write content, you know, that'll rank, you know, for search audiences. Um, but you can't do that at the expense of your brand, right? So you need to think about your, your brand voice, um, your unique point of view, um, and make sure that that's the, you know, that comes through in that, in that content, whether or not the origin of it was, you know, discovering a search term that you want to rank for or not. Um, number two, it's, um, that, uh, well, you know, content needs to start with the why and be, you know, be intimately connected to your product and, and corporate strategy. Um, and you know something that you know i guess you know i hadn't haven't hadn't really gotten into before is just the importance of 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 your team um and of you know building and developing um you know a team that is empowered to do what it does best um and i think that's you know uh, does connect back to our conversation about you know content plus corporate strat corporate messaging why those things you know are both in my title and why i think that they're also you know inextricably linked um is because your, your content creators your content producers and strategists are you know often 
more often than not, the the, the best storytellers um, in your company, and probably always the best writers in your company. Um, and so, you know, really important for for content teams to have you know a seat at that table um, when you're developing you know your your messaging and your positioning um, uh, to help inform it um, and also to help you know message it and, and massage it uh, and 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 wordsmith it. I don't think there is a better way to uh, you know to wrap things up, and I agree with you on the third point that you make. Uh, we often forget how important con writing is, uh, and the fact that yeah, something that goes out there, it may be I don't know a seal content, but at the end of the day, it represents your brand. So uh, we should be more thoughtful about that. And I agree with you that con marketers, con writers, people from con teams should have a um, seat at the, at the table and uh, you know um, share their uh, inputs and uh, part of the story that was all very insightful and something that uh, many things that we have uh, not discussed uh, here at the SaaS SEO so so thank you very much for that uh, for that Dan uh, last question I have for you where can people find out more and get in touch Sure. Um, so first of all, ada.cx, um, you know, uh, check out what ADA does. I think it's, you know, really, um, really have a unique platform um, and, you know, a, a unique team building it um, that are kind of true experts in in AI and automation and, and how um, these things are really going to transform business um, across every industry going forward. Um, and then from there, obviously, you could see all the great stuff that my team creates, um, which is really anything, anything written that goes out into the world um, on behalf of Ada goes through, goes through my team. Um, and I just have a really great team that I'm, I'm obviously very proud of. Um, and then personally, um, uh, danjlevy.com, um, if you're interested in a little bit more about my background and, and my philosophy on, on content and, and strategic storytelling. Um, and from there, of course, you could find me on Twitter and, and all the social channels and, and feel free to even drop me a message. Um, you know, would, would love to, to know that, that, you know, you're listening and, um, and this was helpful. Or if you disagree with something that I said, um, feel free to ping me about that too. I'd, I'd love to, to hash it out. We will drop all these links in the show notes. Dan, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.